0: Building a brand is a crazy and exciting journey. It's a playground for great ideas, amazing products and meaningful stories. Brands today have to inform and entertain their audiences and, most of all, never stand still. A brand is a living, ever-changing entity that represents its founder and at the same time resonates with the zeitgeist. That means brands have to change and evolve and reinvent themselves from time to time. If it's done right, you'll build lasting connections to your audience. But when and how do you have to readjust your brand? And how do you do it? Hey, sweet people, how's it going? If you want to find and share the sweet spot of your brand, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Mark Zeus, and with the Sweet Spot Podcast, I'm investigating creative life and work. I'm talking to entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives of all sorts to find out how they found and share their sweet spot. Today I'm talking to Michael Ehrenwirth. he is the German brand ambassador for the traditional spirits brand Linie Aquavit. Linie has been produced with an unchanged recipe since 1821, and as many traditional brands, Linie is facing the challenge to stay in touch with a younger audience and find its place in the ever-changing world of nightlife, bar culture and new media. We talk about the heritage of the brand, how it evolves and gets reinvented, and we will find out what role a brand ambassador plays in all of this. Oh, and Michael is also a renowned bartender who owns his own bar Enfant Terrible, and in this episode we learn about the creative process and inspiration when it comes to mixology and the art of making the perfect drink. So pour yourself a glass and enjoy my talk to Michael Ehrenwirth. Welcome to the sweet side. This is the sweet spot podcast with Mark Zeus, investigating entrepreneurship, purpose and the creative life. Sweet people, it's my pleasure to welcome today Michael Ehrenwirt, Brand Ambassador of Linie Aquavit. Michael, how are you?
1: First of all, thank you so much, Mark, for uh, the invitation. I had a so far like awesome day, including uh, looking for a parking space here in Hamburg, but I was lucky <laughs> yeah. to uh, find one in front of the door of the Sweet Spot Studios, so yes. Hope you're fine as well, and I can't wait for our talk today.
0: Perfect. That's our VIP guest service, reserved spot in front of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Seems so. Yeah. um, Michael, we met on Saturday. Um, We visited you on a vernisage. It was kind of a gallery opening night. Um, You and your brand, Linie Aquavit, were sponsoring and catering the event. And I saw you there being like 100% in your element you were hosting at the bar serving drinks managing the bar staff greeting and connecting people so maybe we can dive right into a night like this what do you love about nightlife bar culture and when did you find that passion in your life
1: perfect so i think this were like uh, several topics but i think uh, we can we can easily go through them of first of all thank you for the compliment so uh, and i was very happy to welcome you there as well and um of course as I'm working uh, as a brand ambassador for a spirits company um you should have in general a passion for for drinks and spirits uh, um otherwise I think you should would be wrong in the in the field of work yes. so uh, I'm I'm glad that you that you saw the passion hopefully that I had and of course like um as you mentioned already I had Uh, Already in the past, early in my days, uh, I I started to find out about my my love for the industry and my love for hospitality in in general. Uh, When it comes to my family, unfortunately, I never met him. But my grandfather, who died unfortun- unfortunately already in his early 30s, but he had a nightclub and restaurant in Stuttgart. Oh, so uh, therefore, Germany. it wow. might be that in my DNA was already something connected to hospitality. And I still love uh, looking through all of those ancient pictures when he was there with all of those like uh, ancient superstars like Roberto Blanco wow. and, and, and oh, people from German uh, music scene from those 70s days. That's and amazing. I started, um, yeah, next to my school, of course, uh, in a gelateria, so like in, in an Italian, um, yeah, cafe. Mm-hmm. I worked there uh, first time when I was 14 years old. And even uh, there, of course, this was not like then um, handling with alcohol, of course, but uh, I started soon to, to, to feel that this kind of like uh, work when, uh, when it's that close connected with people and to, to, sh- to show them a good time and to make them experience a good, um, yeah, quality and service was something I was really into. And soon after that, um, especially like after finishing um, the school and um, doing some internships in mm-hmm. some bars, um yeah I was I was lucky to start soon in very yeah well known bars and could um work further and further on my skills and um yeah then in the end we had even like a, especially like a big th- a thanks to Chian Anadoloklu that I first yes. met at uh, Schumanns Bar Munich and who later got me in his first um, opening team of the Circle Bar Munich I was very lucky to build and grow my network because I think, like, in yeah, you might know it as well, Mark. uh, Networking today is, I think, one of the most important things next to the skills that you should have, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky to open um, my own bar too. And um, yeah, since that, I already got closer and closer in contact with the company I'm working today for. So Anora, but uh, we are speaking today more about the brand Linea Aquavita, mm-hmm. I think. And yes, there I did some, yeah, several competitions, made some like external consulting. And then I was lucky that um, to find out that they were looking for somebody for the German market. Yeah. And here we are now in Perfect. the fourth year of working for Linea Aquavita.
0: That's amazing. But let's go. let's go back to the, to your actual passion of finding your passion for hospitality. Because that's something, um, that's one of the reasons you're here today. Because I think hospitality is a field where every entrepreneur and creative can learn so much from. Because greeting people, making them feel at home, open up, having good conversations, connecting to people, that's like a superpower. Besides all your professional skills, giving people a good time and creating a shared experience is, I think, even as the world gets more digital even more important today so that's something i really want to want to dive in with you but let's look at your story um you just said you were working in munich at the circle bar and um, you had several stations as a bartender and you've been pretty successful in that field we must say
1: it's it, this is like thank you so much this is of course very uh yeah this is always a um, uh, relatively um yeah. point of view but uh yes i would uh I would agree that uh, at least when I think back to the days to some competitions and um especially what I'm really glad about the network that I could um, that I could grow so fast, I would definitely see that uh, I was successful some way somehow yeah. as well with my own bar, we could manage uh, to get into some um Some, um, yeah, what is it called? Some, um, bar um, guides Mm -hmm. where we were recommended. And, um, I think especially when you, when you speak about the hospitality, I share the, I I share 1000% your perspective that I think this is the most essential part when it comes to gastronomy or working in this field. But as you mentioned as well, for other sectors, because in the end, because I did, for example, as well, like cocktail courses for kids at the nice. FHS <laughs> the Volkshochschule in mm-hmm. uh, Germany so uh, as a volunteer um, but I think in the end making a drink is something that you can really train but when you are not like in this like outgoing mood or, or taking people the fear of entering a new place because for me this is this is stuck in the in the origin of of man because uh, back in the days with the dinosaurs and everything mm-hmm. the people had their holes and their caves and they lived like where the light Was and going out in the dark into an unknown place, even today, the people are, yeah, feel a little bit afraid when you walk alone in a wood and it's dark, you don't uh, feel very comfortable. And for me, this is the same when you enter a new place where you haven't been before. Mm You come from, especially in nightlife, so outside yeah. Stark, you see this kind of fire back in the days in a cave and you enter. And then the, it has to be the hospitality that catches you. And in the end, we all might know if a food is bad, if, if a drink is not the best, but the service is good, you still even tip. Yeah, Because uh, I think this is the main skill that Absolutely. people have.
0: Oh, I love that you bring it down to some Jungian archetypical light in the darkness thing. I really appreciate <laughs> it. This. this is not like a yeah. philosopher. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. I mean, but that's what nightlife is about, right? What is your cave? What's, what's the some piece of way, light you're, hall, yes. you're drawn to? So, okay, a lot of questions. Let's start with your, with your own bar, Enfant terrible. You opened it in September 2016, uh, back in Bavaria, actually, where you, yes. where you come from, I think. And, um, it's a cool name, by the way. How? What's what is it with the name, and what was the concept for your bar? How did you start opening a bar?
1: Yes, it was like, uh, of course, like um, you can translate "or for terrible," what comes from the French and means something like "horrible child," um, but, in a,
0: but in a punk rock way, in a
1: cool in a way, kind of punk rock way. But when you go to it, like and and uh, look at the at the noun, like um, historically, it kind of like um, represented this kind of. Um, yeah, bad people or, like, unestablishment people from uh, a upper class. So when we think about, like, for example, Oscar Wilde was very, very representative from that times. But even, like, when you think of nowadays people like uh, Kate Moss Mm -hmm. or um, who is the guy from Baby Shambles? Um, Pete Doherty. Yeah, Yeah. here we have the music connection (laughs) again. Uh, I think for me it was, like, just, like, um, essential to create a place where people, no matter what kind of, um, yeah... um, Wealth background you have or society background you have could just enjoy a good time and, um, yeah, live in the way they want to express their, themselves in this, yeah. um, atmosphere. So okay. this was uh, why we chose the name.
0: So how did that translate to drinks or atmosphere or even music you played there? How was the place it's It's closed now, right uh, Yes it's
1: this uh, story part uh, which many entrepreneurs might uh, might face when they make a collaboration with people that are just interested in money and not in the concept yeah so unfortunately uh, we had to close it in the end due to some personal Issues we had, uh, or I had with my partners. That happens. But, yeah. um, but of course you learn a lot even from, from things like this. And, uh, of course we tried to bring in this enfant terrible lifestyle to drinks of course we worked only with um, seasonal ingredients we made uh, yeah everything that we could do we did ourselves so like syrups, infusion etc uh, we stole some wild elder flower from from oh, gardens yeah. we weren't allowed to steal <laughs> them uh, for example it and it was like conservative bavaria so uh it's a big uh, deal it's a, it's big, a big, deal. big deal and so it was really like uh yeah breaking the law like um Judas Christ would sing now in the back. But yeah, um, yeah it was like, um, for example, we even had a kind of like secret garden that we built up every night in the streets as soon as the police weren't controlling anymore because yeah. it was forbidden to to put something on the street. So yeah, we had some of terrible awesome. aspects, definitely.
0: Awesome. In your experience as a bartender, creating your own bar concept, I really want to talk about your inspiration a little bit because I imagine you you told me before the interview that you were playing music in a past life and now you are handling bar recipes which is a very culinary pleasurable skill. So I wonder if you think about drinks and different ingredients and tastes is it can I imagine it like practicing an instrument or if you're a painter, you have a palette of colors. Is this how you approach it? Do you know, okay, this is sweet, this is sour, this is savory? Or how, how do you how are you inspired for a new drink or a new combination?
1: yes i think like um, as bartending let's let's put it like this now mm-hmm. like it's speaking about bartending not just like uh, gastronomy or hospitality mm-hmm. i think of course uh, it's a craft with a long history and i really prefer to speaking uh, to speak about um, bartending as a craft except of um, or instead of many people speak about it as being a science be- because i think like um, bartending there's no need to hide mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. behind this craft and it has a really long tradition you have Absolutely. like the first books already um, being published like in the 19th century so i think from the craft aspect side no matter what craft it is this is Always essential to focus on the classic first, and the classics and the techniques and the like. Let's call it like hard skills, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, from that you will soon be, um, yeah, quite fast able to create own drinks but for example you have to understand that a drink that only consists of spirits and and syrups for example is of course only sweet and not balanced so you should yeah. always like understand some way somehow the classics and then develop and um, yeah twist and, and get to your own style of drinks that you prefer
0: all right all right. It's not linear but my favorite classics are whiskey sour and probably an old fashioned. What 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 do you go for if you want let's say you go into a new bar and you want to really test them if they're good or not. What do you order? What's like the benchmark if you try a new bar?
1: I I think like the the classics you mentioned is uh, are always a good um, mm-hmm. a, a good way to go for. Of course, it's uh, for me it's always like uh, hard to compare bars because of course you have some bars that are um, yeah, from the style, more outgoing like dive bars, you have people dancing later. So, yeah. of course, maybe an old fashioned might be a little bit challenging there. But I think with a sour, as you mentioned, that could be done with linear aquavit as well, exactly. or, uh, or a daiquiri. I personally love next to aquavit rum, so I uh, always go for a daiquiri um, for a first try because, like, yeah, to see the balance between sweet and sour is yeah, um, yeah
0: easy to to check them okay amazing so but still this this let's say today you have an inspiration or an idea for a new drink uh, with linea aquavit for example how can i imagine you come up with a new drink because you're working on new long drinks now you serve different things at the events we're going to talk about this later more but i'm really interested always in creative processes is it more like trial and error or is it like you have the dream of blueberries and cucumber and aqua weed, or how does it work? How does it look I, like?
1: I think you can go with like several. I, I think like everyone is different when it comes to creativity, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, I really love, even though this is something I'm not very good into, or let's say this is not my way of um, um, yeah, creative processes, but I think like uh, I really admire people that can go completely with colors Thinking about colors when when creating whatever they are creating drinks, music, or 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 paintings. I think this is really impressive. I by myself personally, I go mainly of of course with um, seasonal aspects because uh, yeah, like um, sustainability Mm etc. is getting more and more um, yeah nowadays like an important topic. So I think like um, seasonal ingredients are very essential for me and. Either I check first the aqua beat that I want to use, and then, for example, okay, I know it's an it's an H aqua beat, so I I know um, what tones the. The wood from the cast might deliver mm-hmm. and I try to find ingredients that um, kind of um, spotlight those, um, I- um, those flavors that are already um, given by the aqua weed. Or it's the other way around that I think about like, okay, I want to create a floral, uh, for example, an, an, a floral cocktail and think about ingredients that I might um, use to create a floral drink and then
0: I choose my aqua weed that might mm-hmm. fit the mm-hmm. best. Well, and that's amazing. That's interesting to look on the other side of the bar. I really like that. Okay, so you've been a bartender, you had your own bar. So, and today you are the brand ambassador for Linea Aquavit. First of all, for all the people that are not in the marketing brand management world, what exactly is a brand ambassador? I think it's like,
1: this is a very good question because, <laughs> uh, of course, when you like, first of all, brand uh, ambassador, um, uh, working as a brand ambassador is like mainly a um, representative Mm -hmm. work but of course we try to with everything we do we try to bring up um, the sales of course when you follow some of us i I have many colleagues working for other brands too so uh, don't get the wrong picture that we are only drinking and partying because of course our social media is mainly driven by event photos etc but of course it's a lot of like uh, marketing work in the back office but uh, in the end i think like no matter what brand it is i think it's like to bring uh yeah the strategy of from marketing side to life and especially for the end consumer or your customer um yeah to make it like experience and to create an emotion that you get yeah. and i think this is like uh, yeah this is the same for every brand so no matter if you are working as a rep- representative for an art project or a fashion i think this is more or less the essential
0: part of being a brand ambassador all right, okay, we get that. So how does your day-to-day work life look like?
1: Of course, uh, yes, I think everybody is sick of the of the COVID topic, but of sure. course I mentioned it shortly because of well, course it's the, important in, the, in, in the work of changed, work. of course. Yeah. Uh, so I think for everyone, like the, yeah... Uh, digital work is getting more and more important of course uh, e-commerce too so um, uh, of course we we changed many for example we do a lot for education as well but this is more for uh, not for consumers we do this too mm. but as I'm focusing mainly for the hospitality sector we we did uh, for example change a lot of our tastings and master classes now to a digital version as we couldn't travel for example but um, I think my daily or weekly work is mainly consisting of ca- classic casual marketing meetings where mm-hmm. we talk about strategies and what we want to achieve uh, in the upcoming four months, like uh, yeah, yeah quarter year and of course like uh, you take care of the clients you have so yeah. you 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 stimulate the network that you have you um, of course have some Instagram part but I'm, uh, I'm lucky that this is not officially part of my job because mm-hmm. I'm really not that it takes me forever to take one picture that is acceptable so I'm very happy that we have photographers that provide me sometimes yep. so big respect to all of those people there are great and, workshops uh,
0: for that as well by the way
1: you see uh, uh, yeah perfect maybe i should join this <laughs> i think this would uh, pay out soon we, sh- we should talk about
0: this yeah perfect. you bring the drinks i bring some photo skills <laughs> and of course we like we're, <laughs> we're always
1: looking for uh, as as you mentioned we are looking for on the one hand side we we, we stimulate the network that we have and mm-hmm. especially the people like bar owners bartenders uh, that work that we want to get in love with our brands because then they will be like kind of like small brand ambassadors themselves. This is why, for example, we work with them, multiplicators, like the German bartender union, because they have a lot of members. We make educational workshops there. And on the other side, as you mentioned that we met in the, at this vernissage. for us, it's very crucial to get in more into touch with the end consumer. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yeah. To um, um, So, therefore, my, my, my work is split between kind of like B2C and B2B work, to be
0: honest. Okay. So, that's that's interesting for all the people from the outside. You probably cater to more than one audience. I mean, the end consumer is definitely what everyone thinks about, who buys the drinks online in the bar. But as you just mentioned, it's super important that you probably get locations Bartenders, even I don't know resellers and on board, right? So this is this is the people you cater to, not only cool Vanissage parties, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Of course, we are lucky that we have uh, our distribution partner yeah. because they have their sales guys as well. But as you can imagine, having talks with, um, yeah, the Metro Group. Yeah. I love the Metro Group on the side, but uh, compared from the fun factor, sure, such
0: is more fun. But yeah, of course, like. Of
1: course. Um, uh, Everything is related yeah. to this, so. okay,
0: so okay, I understand what you do day by day. Um, how did you land that gig? How did you become the brand ambassador?
1: It's like uh, I was lucky. I don't know what like what year it was. It's like we're all not getting younger, but i I would say like it was. <laughs> <laughs> eight or seven years ago when I was yeah. lucky to be like a uh, yeah German finalist and could manage even be uh, like the third place of an international cocktail competition from Linear Aquavit. Ooh, so it's like a big... Big casting. The, no, no, this was just like, this had nothing to do with the, okay. with the applying for the job. But since that, I was already like, of course, I, I had some connections to the company. Yeah, yeah. And But then, of course, uh, I was just like, uh, yeah, I did some external consulting. Uh, we did uh, some bar, um, yeah guest shifts together, me being the German finalist. Yeah. And since that, I, as I thought, I was lucky to know some people. And then they told me, hey, there will be a job um, vacant soon. But then it was really like going uh, through a, a headhunter agency. We had like, okay. I, I I sold my bar too early, to be honest, because yeah. I thought like, okay, this cannot take too long. The rounds of um yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. applying, but in the end it was like eight months. Wow, and uh, competing against obviously thirty nine competitors. So it was really like we, we, we first you just had talks with the head hunter, then you had an online, uh, yeah, math tests and um, psychology tests to see Holy if you fit uh, within the. That's a high yeah. stakes job. <laughs> wow! Was, yeah, it was crazy. And then we had a meeting in Berlin and one in Copenhagen. And then I was lucky that after this uh, eight month, I finally got it. And, of course, I was lucky that a friend of mine was owning a small, small Italian restaurant. And I had, during those eight months, the chance to work in an Italian kitchen uh, and prepare some pizza as well. So, this was fun for me. It was super close to my flat. So, I enjoyed La Dolce Vita doing some uh, pizzaiolo work So a pizza maker. It was fun.
0: That's amazing. All right. Okay. So, I think we're at a good point where we could talk more about the the brand itself, Linea Aquavit. So looking at it from the outside it's a it's a brand with a with a super long tradition it's rooted in scandinavia northern germany a lot and i mean the the word aquavita itself derives from the latin aqua uh, vitae which means water of life so what's the life of the brand so far, where does Linea Aquavit come from?
1: Yes, so speaking about Linea Aquavit, uh, we are speaking about the oldest Aquavit brand in the world, okay, that is still existing today. And uh, we are speaking in detail about a uh, Norwegian Aquavit because, uh, as you might know, Aquavit is uh, produced like especially in the Nordics. Uh Scandinavian countries in particular, so Finland they are doing some small brands as well, but it's more about like Scandinavian countries mm-hmm. from the from the heritage and um Norwegian aquavit In comparison to Swedish or Danish or from other countries, is like uh, yeah potato based. Mm -hmm. So this is like a first like uh, yeah
0: interesting fact. And the other ones are made of the
1: other ones are like uh, based from from um, spirit that comes mainly from wheat or grain, so like from uh, from other origin. And um, Norway even still today is super super proud of their um, potatoes. So you're still not allowed if you go there with your van and you want to bring your German potatoes there. The The custom police will destroy it. And even until the 90s, it was forbidden to bring... Um, to bring potato chips to Norway because they were so afraid that it might have some um, yeah. diseases that they stopped it. So Norwegian aquavit is um, potato based, and then it's from the production side is it's kind of similar to Chin. I will not explain the differences mm-hmm. because this is really like geeky nerdy uh, knowledge that might not be interesting for everyone. But we are similar in the production of Chin, and as Chin is working with botanicals, we are working with botanicals as well, and our main botanical. That has to be in there by law is caraway seeds and or dill seeds. Mm-hmm. But for Norwegian aquavit and Linear aquavit, it's mainly the caraway seed that is yeah. uh, driving the taste. Yeah. And then we have of course some uh, yeah uh, peels from citrus uh, fruits and some star anise that is essential for our taste. And uh, yeah, the history. The I think the most unique selling point is that our Linia aquavit is um, yeah aging on uh, yeah on ships. At which, least part of his maturation Which time.
0: is amazing. So we definitely need to talk about this more. Um, so you basically fill it into the containers, into the barrels, you load it up on a ship, and then on the journey, it's becoming what it ends up to be how, how does that work how long is the journey how long does it have to sit there
1: it, it is yeah this is it was mainly a coincidence how it, how it uh, was found out in the past because it was like 1805 uh, when there was uh, let's speak about a food fair in um, it was in uh, it was in nowadays Indonesia mm-hmm. and uh, the Norwegian delegation they had some unaged aquavit that they put into barrels to transport it, of course, and they had some dried fish and other goods. And when they came back from Indonesia to that time, the the, the journey took two years on sea. And when oh, they wow. came back, back um, they had four barrels left. And when they crossed the line of the equator, and this is why we are called as well uh, ourselves Linye because of uh, the the line of the equator. They said like, okay, let's open one of those bar- uh, barrels we had a uh, safe trips and yep. let's see how it tastes. And they completely freaked out by the uh, magnificent taste. And back in the, this, uh, back in the days, it was Trondheim time where we came back. Yep. They found out that due to the movement of the waves and the different um, um, climate zones. The, yeah, the spirit within the barrel worked a lot and it really, really changed a lot uh, in taste. Nowadays, we, we have four more months where we are aging at the sea and we have 12 months in advance where we store the barrels in our warehouse. So in total, Linear Aquavit is like uh, aged for 16 months. And of course, we're not using the old route like uh, (laughs) down uh, around uh, Africa. Nowadays, we're using the Panama uh, channel. So, uh, but still, all of our barrels um, are placed on deck that we have the maximum of climate influence, and, uh, and the containers are open on the top, yeah. and uh, we have the biggest amount of, uh, yeah, impact of uh, moving of the ship. And no matter what time it is, we have always one thousand barrels of linear um yeah, on the on the, on the
0: oceans of the world. That's amazing. That's an amazing story, and I love how movement changes the taste because that's something you really have to know your craft and to yeah to learn from tradition because this is something if if you would ask me what influences the taste of a drink i would come up with anything but movement that's incredible yes but
1: you even see it when you boil yourself a tea and you just leave the the tea bag like untouched inside you will see when you have a yeah berry infusion tea that uh yeah your liquid is red down, yeah. down at the glass, but when you move it, it's getting it's like more mixed and it's yeah. like you get the taste faster. In. So, and so this an is amazing. the concept. And we see even some other brands today. I think there's a rum uh, from Tres Hombres that is aging on, uh, at the sea. And we have, I think even a tequila and an American whiskey that are imitating our, our craft. And indeed, we try to imitate it ourselves. To make it like artificial, but mm. so far our laboratory is not able to wow. and uh, you you cannot imitate
0: it so far. It's amazing. crazy. That's amazing. That's a creative life hack I'm definitely going to take away. So, okay, but um, I think as a brand you're also facing facing a challenge because with the long tradition you have and with the high quality you have, still i don't know how it looks internationally but i think in the german market Dini aquavit was up until some years ago considered a brand with a lot of tradition that's not happening in bars and clubs so it's more of an yeah it caters more older people or traditionalists or something so i if i understand that right your mission and your brand strategy right now is to reposition the whole brand a little bit um how do you approach that
1: Yes, uh, I I totally agree. Uh, what you, what you said before, we have definitely the big challenge. This is always better than talking about problems. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, uh, our like classic uh, consumer, he's 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 old or she's old, and uh, they drink still Aquavit and Linia Aquavit uh, in particular as this classic digestive. Huh. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you had a kind of fatty meal, and you 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 see it more as this digestive that has this healing. Effect of uh, yeah, yeah, this medical <laughs> aspect, but as we see, like young people, they eat more and more healthy, and yeah. uh, un- un- unfortunately, we are not an Italian product because whole Germany is like flooded and packed with Italian restaurants. So yeah. uh, we needed to to get a new um, yeah drink um, yeah uh, yeah. A new drink situation: Why to consume aquavit, and therefore we go. We go for. We decided to go, uh, yeah, for for a mixed drink mm. to show people how easily you can create a an, an super tasty uh, linear aquavit drink. And therefore we have in Hamburg now the test market for our linear ginger drink. Yes, what well, is easy to do and uh, it tastes very
0: well. Sweet people, does your brand also need a design update? Do you have a contemporary branding that resonates with your audience? Do you tell captivating, meaningful brand stories? I can help you with that. With my design studio, I help you find and share your brand sweet spot to get clients you really want and turn customers into fans. Whether you need a unique brand design, a smart marketing strategy, or you want to create your own media product, such as this podcast. To find your sweet spot, just get in touch. Check out my website, sweetspot-studio.com. And drop me a line. And now back to the show. This is something that you come up with. It's a long drink you created. Um, oh, and I learned a new word from you. Um, at the vernissage, you talked about liquid to lips, which is a—it's a very specific uh, term you use for making people taste your drink in a certain environment. If I get that right.
1: Yes, it's like it's like I think we all, or no matter what what product you 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 produce or what 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 branch you're into, I think uh, the fact is when I want to go out and I'm willing to pay, let's say like ten twelve euro for a gin tonic and I have a gin tonic in mind, why should I order an aquavit drink for the same price that I don't know? So yeah. for us, uh, like. Uh, Promoting and 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 giving this chance to taste our drink is really crucial. So and this is what we call liquid to lips as yep. an approach that yep. people experience our brand or is in this case the mixed drink uh, in an environment that they then hopefully have in a positive memory mm-hmm, and the next mm-hmm. day or whatever time period the next time they see our product in the supermarket yeah. they um, maybe
0: but they might buy it hopefully. Yeah absolutely so i think this is one one part of the strategy but maybe you can give us a look inside the strategy i mean this is a huge thing reposition a brand from being traditional to uh, catering a younger market even even a little yeah early mover hip market with art vanissages, galleries um in clubs all that stuff so i guess you do more than sponsor events uh what's the what's the overall strategy like what 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 things do you do you take what steps do you take
1: yes of course like in the beginning it was really a lot of research that you yep. had to do like uh, yeah first of all as well not only talking about our brand but about uh, the whole category of aqua compared to other um, um, categories of spirit because still when we uh, did this like big big research you could uh, clearly find out that still today um, spirit categories like for example tequila herb liquors or vodka are still considered very 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 young and more in this like party ambience mm-hmm. um, whereas other categories like brandy cognac, whiskey yeah. they are considered more in a let's call it like calm atmosphere people really sipping and enjoying the product and uh, yeah this was the first thing especially uh, then we had to decide uh, or we ha- we had to be realistic with our pricing because like um, speaking for end consumers our product is uh, already super premium mm-hmm. because it's like uh, almost like uh, 20 euros a bottle what is obviously for the end consumer uh, in a in a premium level yeah let's put it premium not super premium but in a premium level yeah and therefore you ha- you had definitely already to decide okay we want to target a, a consumer 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 group that is more like 30 till 45 because when you are yeah you're 18 and you just want to have a party at home you might go for products that are around 10 euros and uh Of course, we we try to stimulate not only uh, the on-trade. On-trade, for people who who don't know, it is uh, the whole hospitality um, segment. But we stimulate, of course, as well uh, the off-trade when it comes to trade, supermarkets, etc. So as well there, we try on the one hand side uh, nice incentives for supermarket owners, but mm-hmm. we do as well, like, uh, yeah, pop up activities like a Scandic evening within an Edeka. Yeah. And we make, for example, like end consumer events as well in supermarkets and try to surprise people by activations like this. And of course, we're looking for now um, projects that are fitting to our target group, like uh, the art Vernissage, um, for example, where we see a match between the people that are interested in art. And um, that might be then interested in because for us, it's like when you're interested in art, for example, you're like open minded, you want to, you're curious to to get to know something new. And this might as well be getting to know new spirits. And uh, therefore, we just are looking for matches. We did a lot last December as well with like fashion labels that that uh, were in a match that or at least uh, we saw a match there, and therefore we are always looking for options and uh, yeah try to um, make some uh, corporations and we are yeah very co- happy what we achieved already last year. Of course we had a lot of lockdown periods as yeah. well last year, yeah. but uh, we're confident that at least when it gets warmer again,
0: everything gets back to more normal hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> so there's two different aspects two different goals one is quality one is quantity i guess they both come in hand when it comes to marketing and marketing actions so where do you see Linear aqua in like five years what's what's the vision what's like a best case scenario
1: yes for us it's like because still like speaking just from today we still make the biggest amount from our um, old consumers so because they buy it they are very loyal we really appreciate it so but we have to be aware that uh, this is kind of like a yeah a group of people that is maybe not longer existing in 10 years or something so this is why we are um, yeah now heading for this new aspect but uh, we are hoping now, and this is why we chose Hamburg as well as a test market. That after this year, we will see some success in the yeah, numbers of where we are listed in on bar menus, uh, of course in the sales in the off trade. That then our strategy or our our hope will be to expand um, this. Test balloon from Hamburg to other cities. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are like uh, why we chose Hamburg is, uh, I guess, quite clear because like uh, yeah, northern Germany has more this tradition of knowing aqua. Weed. Yeah. the people like to travel to the Scandics, uh during the summer vacation. Whether in the south, uh, in the south, you have more the connection to the southern countries and sure. Italy. Sure, sure. and uh, but yeah, my 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 dream would be that in five years we have the this linear ginger drink at least let's say to uh, south till cologne
0: all right let's all go right. like this so how would you how would you judge the different international markets is there a big difference in brand awareness or brand perception uh, in germany compared to other european or maybe even overseas countries
1: yeah it's it's uh, i think there are really some Super interesting fun facts mm-hmm. from different countries because, of course, uh, for example, Linea Aquavit is the like internationally best-known brand. But even if people know Linea, because most of people just say linear to it, not even Linea Aquavit, they don't even know that it's an Aquavit. But I think yeah. uh, l- having an international f- look at, at the map where we are today, I think it's crazy to see that we get more and more popular in uh, the U.S., market so this is this is this is there was like even like I, I think it was six years ago a big uh, yeah article in the New York Times because this whole scandic topic I think yeah. this is not only about spirits but uh, uh, in the USA the whole topic about uh, yeah being a scandic company and this scandic healthy lifestyle yeah. uh, kind of like linked to the nature this was obviously very invoke uh, in the U- uh, in the US and, and and still today we see a lot of people producing even aquavit in the US this is sometimes when it comes to european law it's more like a mm. flavored liquor in 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 europe, in europe they would not be allowed to be called aquavit but for us as we are still a small uh, a small niche of uh, spirits. For me, there is no concurrency. For me, it's I'm I'm happy for everyone who's pushing this the taste profile of um, aquavit, and it's so 100%. much fun when you, for example, when you are on exhibitions and you meet, for example, aquavit producers from. California, and they have like the botanicals. <laughs> of course, they have like yeah, Californian orange peel. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. for me it's too sweet, but it's so much fun to to get in talks with them, and uh, and they are always like, ah, oh, you come from the big global player league, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. It's, it's so cool to see like young startups even uh, producing aquavit, or you see it even here some local chins using aquavit botanicals, or you still have this classic um, yeah, Kümmel. Uh, schnapps this caraway liquor that is is sweeter than aqua but for me it's like i'm happy for everyone who's kind of um, pushing this um, yeah flavor profile and uh, therefore it's really interesting to see other markets and we have to be aware that um, caraway is really a taste that is very international because uh, Mm -hmm. of course we use caraway from norway But we see when it comes to cuisine, uh, when people use caraway for food, you see a lot of caraway in the Eastern cuisine or especially like from the Orient countries, Indian cuisine. And this is as well when we spoke about inspiration. Sometimes I chose as well countries or continents to get inspired because to combine, like uh, of course you always have a match when you combine Norwegian ingredients with a Norwegian product, but I think it's as well, super interesting to combine curry and uh, exotic flavors that have a link to totally, aqua wheat yeah. some way, somehow at least in their in their cuisine of uh, of food. Yeah. And therefore, I'm very uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to work for a product that is not that mainstream yet. Yeah, and of course there might be products that are easier to promote, but on the other side, this is really the challenge that I love, and I think you still can educate the people a lot.
0: Yeah. And I still think it's a high quality product and that's in the end what's maybe going to win over new markets. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's dive into flavors again because you just established a new long drink with uh, Linear Ginger. Um, how did it come to the decision to, to take in the flavor of ginger? Was that like hardcore market research? Is this just the guts of one brand bartender or something? H- how did this come to life?
1: Yes, of course, like when you when you look to ginger ale as a filler in general, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and there we are back to the craft side, when you spoke about classics, because, of course, uh, you might know a classic called horse's neck. This yep. is like whiskey-based plus ginger ale, and as our aqua wheat is, and, and it's barrel-aged whiskey, of course. And therefore, you can say in general, even we saw some approaches from cognac brands that um, established a uh, uh, drink with ginger ale, or maybe you remember the big campaign from... uh Jameson Irish whiskey. Yeah, the the match between ginger ale and aged spirits is always go, working well. Yep. of course, if you wanted more spicy, you can. You think about a dark and stormy, and you would have like sure. a rum plus ginger beer, for example. What is more spicy, and uh, but there was a lot of research as well. For example, uh, ginger ale, even though many people might think that tonic water is very on vogue or ginger beer. But when you, when you think about um, fillers like Schweppes and you can get some data from them, uh, ginger ale is still one of the most selling products. So the Germans obviously like ginger ale. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was like, okay, there might be Germans that have regular ginger ale in their fridges. There is uh, always a match between aged spirits. Uh, and therefore with linea quoid being aged 16 months. and then of course we uh, but, but in the end we had as well kind of like a competition where we decided on we had many recipes and decided in the end for linea Ginger. there uh, there was another round to decide about the garnishes where we ended up with the blueberries and cucumbers yeah.
0: which uh, is uh, that's a bold move by the way i i think I, I, from the outside it looks like a bold move, cucumber, blueberries, and ginger. It tastes amazing. I just had it on Saturday. So but it's, um, it looks very bold. So that's why I wondered, is that yeah, just Yeah, this, this guts, was then or?
1: really, like, my personally, uh, I personally would have, uh, like, my personal taste liked the version with basil as a garnish as well. Yeah. But this was then in the end really like research because... I'm totally in the in the, in the industry, so i I cannot uh, yeah, maybe my opinion is not very objective in some way somehow then as well, but what we saw is that people really love to play, they first of all like the color contrast of blueberries within yeah. a drink that is more like brownish or let's call it better. Golden, Golden. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and they like this, like, kind of like gambling aspect of trying to fish the blueberries out for me. It was just like coming more from hospitality. Of it was course. like, okay, cucumbers. If I don't offer brunch or, or breakfast, why should I have blueberries? They are expensive and <laughs> uh, and they don't add any flavor. The cucumber does, of course, like the longer the cucumber is in, you yep. get this fresh notes. Yep. But it, this was crazy to see from the researcher and the people were really like, Yes, I like to play with the, with the blueberries. And I was like, Okay, we should design. A stirrer in the way of a harpoon, but then they try to catch <laughs> the blueberries. But uh, yeah, it's sometimes fun how researchers work out, and yeah,
0: there we are now. Uh, that's that's but that's like a classic creative um brainstorming technique or something. If you approach a drink, what do you go for? You can go for color, feel. Or even playfulness. And I love the fact that the blueberries don't really add flavor, but they make people interact with their, it's with their drink, yeah. actually. You know? Yeah,
1: it's... Yeah. Uh... It's it's crazy. Of course, I never mind if if, if, a, if a bar owner that doesn't have any blueberries, he's just serving the drink with cucumber. Fair, fair enough for him. Yeah. But it's uh, yes, I I could myself really learn a lot from those many rounds of research, and and of course I felt like a detective when you are behind this window Absolutely. from the one side that's a mirror, and you just be there like uh, <laughs> sneaking around and watching the people that's react the to best. the drink. I know. This was uh, I know. a lot of fun, to be honest.
0: It's great. You know, this reminds me of a talk I had some weeks ago with a managing director of a theater who said the future of theater, even though we're all streaming digital, even though everything is happening in the digital world, uh, the future lies in these brand experiences or shared experiences. So I think that's also not only on the product base, which you said, OK, let's make people play with it. Let's have blueberries inside, but also the events you, you host. Um, I think, how, how do you how do you see the Linea Aquavit brand experiences? What's like the standard? Or how do you draft them? Which projects do you take on? Why do you take art context-based vernissages instead of parties and all that? Is that also something that relates to the brand image or only the audience you want to cater to?
1: I think, of course, this is... Both probably, because of course, as I as I mentioned, our pricing, uh, we are as well not, for example, pushing a lot effort in targeting, for example, nightclubs as clients. Yep. Of course, we are lucky when a nightclubs sells us as a shot, but uh, as I mentioned, we want to target a group like thirty till forty five. Of course, like plus minus, mm-hmm. but uh, therefore we are looking for, yeah, kind of people that are already they have their uh, kind of like wealthy lifestyle or not. It does not have to be wealthy, but they know about quality. They have a safety in life and they are curious to, to find out about new um, products. Of course, we have our heritage when we come uh, as we are uh, Norwegian product. So uh, we saw in the research as well, that this um, nature, Uh, aspect is obviously important for people that like our products so uh, some way somehow we try to as well uh, to to bring this in as well when it comes to communication on Instagram of course we have an agency for that a a creative agency that is uh, supporting us and uh, working super solid hand in hand after our guidance of course but they really uh, do a great work to transport the image of us being a yeah, premium brand with this Norwegian heritage into a like now tar like Hamburg target group that are uh, within the the quarters of Hamburg that are like uh, yeah mainly the go out the the quarters for going out and have a good time. Sure. So uh, so in the end, it's both. Of course, we're looking for for partners and cooperation that have a solid network itself. For example, our campaign as well is. Uh, uh, called what really counts of course this doesn't mean like what really counts is drinking alcohol but this is like uh, because that's not but the values that we have like this craft heritage and uh, like other values especially as being a Scandinavian country uh, company as well yeah. when it comes to employees etc and partnerships we are re- very reliable and therefore as well we teamed up for example with Viva Con Aqua yeah. uh, and uh, donated money for them but during our Aqua Week where we we yeah, Donated one euro per linear ginger, yeah. and uh, so we're looking for fits for our campaign. But of course, uh, yeah, we are we are looking for partners that have as well a network that might be interesting for us.
0: Yeah, linear, um, not linear aqua. Um, Viva aqua I'm going to talk to later on this year. Also, amazing, also an inspiring brand. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, um, let, I wanna I wanna circle back. I think to the whole topic of brand experience because I think. It's an interesting time. After two years of lockdown, people have two contrasting emotions within them. On the one hand, they were all stuck at home. They long for going out, partying, all of that. And at the same time, people get more and more aware of a healthy lifestyle, a fitness lifestyle, all that. And I love the fact that you work for such a hedonistic brand, which is close to my vest, let's say it like this. Um, So I'm just interested what role... Do you, does it play in your life? Like the whole having a drink, connecting to people, what does that resonate within you?
1: It's like, um, of course, uh, the healthy lifestyle is getting more and more important, and we know that. And we see as well a big growth in even like non alcoholic spirits, where, where I sometimes get. Completely confused when people are willing to buy a yeah. bottle of a non alcoholic spirit for 40 euros or something. But, uh, I think it's really important to, uh, especially, yeah, share this drink responsibility as well, of course, because we are, uh, uh, we we tried to communicate as well the Scandic um, feeling of yeah never drinking alone to have yeah. this like family character of always joining good beverage and food in company of course but uh, yeah speaking for me personally uh, yeah due to my job of course I'm like always like in contact with um, alcohol therefore in my private life you you find me rarely drinking yeah. as I drink of course due to due to the shop. Yeah. But uh but still I'm very aware that uh that, uh, and this is like a, a fun fact. For example, during uh, one of the cocktail competitions, there was, uh, there was, uh, the wife or now, uh, now she's the wife. Uh, greetings to Sebastian and Madia, uh, Shout in out. this case, because <laughs> she was so impressed, uh, by the final because there was a host who is very famous, obviously, in Norwegian television and our cocktail competitions were really, yeah, big and fancy, but she's working as a, as a as a doctor at the chirurgie in the a, in a hospital. And she was like super impressed. and was like, man, this is so crazy what you do. I never awesome. experienced something. And I was like, my dear, in the end, this is nothing compared to your job uh, working in the surgery of a hospital. Yeah. So big uh, props for you. But of course, uh, I think still it's a lot of fun to work with spirits. But of course, you have to be aware that there should be responsibility behind it. And yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So- Okay, from from your being being sober and private, great name for your autobiography, by the way, Um, you said in an interview with the Mixology magazine once that Japanese drinking culture is a big inspiration for you personally. Um, How come? What's special about Japanese drinks and their culture?
1: Yes, it's. I I think the whole thing uh, about Asia, but uh, as uh, as well like for uh, Japan in particular, is the whole uh, thing about like um, yeah honor and uh, yeah hospitality understanding. I think like unfortunately so far we couldn't manage it in Germany, and I was part of the of the IHK. The um, industry and Handelskammer in mm-hmm. Bavaria yeah. as well for taking the exams for bartenders, but unfortunately we are so far not a yeah like official um, job. Um, you you cannot do yeah. a degree in being bartending, and yeah. this is to- totally different in in Japan. Uh, and even if you think about um, sushi masters, for example, Sure, cooking, uh, rice, for yes, cooking rice for eight years. Yes, cooking rice for eight years. It takes you like twenty years or uh, yeah. up uh when you really want to become a sushi master and it's the same with bartending like uh they have a real education for bartending it takes you like 4 years yeah. and uh and it's 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 not only about of course they have this huge tradition of cutting ice uh, by their hands they have this uh, but but what is most impressive is really this hospitality aspect and of course in asian countries you have this it's even when when it comes to how deep you you, you put your head when you when you greet somebody and yeah. you show this like uh, kind of hierarchy, this is really impressive, and uh, therefore uh, I think it's just like an inspirational, is, is inspiring country, and uh, you can learn a lot from Asian hospitality.
0: All right, okay, that's great. So, talking about inspiration, that's I have um, two questions for all of my interview partners. Um, last two questions. So, the first of them would be besides. Um, Asian or Japanese drinking culture what inspires you personally at the moment for your job or for Linea Aquavid it can be movies, books, talks anything you want to share with the sweet people listening
1: okay perfect yes I think still uh, even though it's not like inventing something new but I think uh, to um, yeah, to share knowledge with chefs and cooks is really ins- is essential because I think you can learn a lot of course the business is totally different and I have the biggest respect for chefs and cooks as well. I, in one of my um, personal stations, I I had to jump in to the chef position when somebody was ill, and this wow. was so crazy. In an yeah. a la carte business, where we had like 500 seats, and uh, wow. uh, Angela, the head of uh, the kitchen, I have the biggest respect. This was so crazy. It was so working different because, of as you might imagine, a drink, it, it takes almost the same time to make drinks, so when the, the order comes, you just Make them table by table, yeah. but when you have a steak that shall be, yeah, in the in the state of uh, well done, yeah. and you have like pre, um, yeah, um, starters, you yeah. have to have an like three hundred sixty overview on what's going on. Yeah. And in the end, I was like. Yeah, I just did what she said and I sure. I, I I failed in <laughs> learning her concept. Yeah. So this was, and I, I still think you have a lot of techniques where you can profit when you speak with chefs and as well their understanding. What is really um, as well still interesting is this whole topic of food pairing yeah. where you have this chemical aspect of showing um, like family of tastes. So this is really like kind of like a chemical um, way of, uh, yeah, yes. Watching products, and there, for example, you then suddenly see similarities between reddish and aquavit, for example. Yeah, and therefore you can combine new flavors. But but of course, uh, what is getting more and more, uh, as we spoke about sustainability, there are even some bars that uh, try to save CO2 by ordering limes or lemons from that sometimes come from overseas. Yeah, so and therefore work with ascorbine acid. For example, yeah. that you so oh, wow. this is super interesting, like alternative acidi- acidity and uh, different techniques. So there's still a lot to learn for myself, of course, as well. And as I'm now out from the yeah daily bar business yeah. since like four years, I'm super impressed by new bars that are opening as well. No matter if it's Hamburg or all over Germany, but um yeah, I think for me those new techniques and learning from chefs is always essential.
0: This is something actually that I always look towards as well. Um, I'm so impressed by chefs and the way the discipline that goes into it, the overview, the management of teams and the commitment to your work. And at the same time, it's like the perfect example. If you say you have a great chef that works a la carte or something from... This, this sweet spot between being a service provider, feeding people, making them happy on an occasion, all the craftsmanship, and at the same time, the creativity of coming up with new flavor profiles, reinventing yourself, coming up with own dishes. It's a, it's a really, it's great inspiration for me as well, even though I work in a very different field of design. Yeah, so. it,
1: it is crazy. For example, at the uh, Circle Bar, we, we uh, imitated this dish from this, I, I forgot the name, unfortunately, but he's one of the, uh, most famous chefs from uh, South America yeah. who had this dish with the with the acidity from the ants, and uh, he has a dish where yeah. he works uh, and it makes your lips and tongue a little bit numb wow. when you when you eat those Amazonian ants. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we transported this into a drink. Amazing. Uh, so this is like yeah. I think. It's a lot to to learn from each other, and this is what it makes fun fun. No matter like in which branch you you are, I think this whole sharing knowledge and don't yep. see each other. Uh, as concurrence is for me essential because uh, speaking about hospitality, it was the same when I had my bar. I don't mind if people, of course, we had a small menu of food. Yeah. I did some tatar and like easy sandwich because yes, I was uh, starting the bar alone. Yeah. But for me, it was like essential that uh, the whole area has a good quality of service. So I I don't care if people had a good time in a restaurant before and then they come to my bar and in the end they end up in a nightclub or in a dive bar. And I'm happy when they stay there till 8 in the morning and actually close at 3 a.m. So I think, yeah, working together, no matter which branch you are, is uh, essential. And uh, I think nowadays everyone understands that this is no longer this
0: like Manchester capitalism,
1: but more this togetherness.
0: That's a great message. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's not only competition. You can work together. Really like it. So, well, last question I ask all of my guests um, is what's next? What can we look forward to from Linia Acquavit, from you personally? What do you have in store for us?
1: Of course, I cannot, uh, as I told, we are now like focusing on Hamburg. So yeah. unfortunately, I apologize already now for all the listeners. That's okay. From outside the <laughs> Hamburg area. But of course, there might come or there will be some cool events coming up this, uh, this summer. Of course, we're waiting for, for hotter temperatures. So sure. the government will let us do more crazy things that they, that we are allowed to now in the cold COVID uh, uh, days. So, uh, just uh yeah, if you follow our Instagram accounts, Linia Akw Deutschland, you can stay informed all the time. And uh never hesitate if you have particular question as well to get in contact with me. You will find me with my regular name. It's not an artist's name, so Michael Ehrenwirt. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook and uh yeah, never hesitate to text an email or or, or just write a short message or react to my stories. We are always and I have the Scandinavian mood and attitude of helping each other and sharing knowledge. So, uh, yeah, and stay informed what might come from interesting events. And Mark hopefully... We as well, with you being an artist too, will share some,
0: uh, yeah, common and uh, some some events together this year. Looking forward to that. And sweet people, you will find all those links to Line Akkawi, to Michael's Instagram, everything we talked about in the show notes for this episode. Michael, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks for the invitation. Sorry for my bad English,
0: but I hope you understand everything. It was perfect. <laughs> so now let's, let's have a drink. Amazing. <laughs> uh, looking forward to this. Cheers, cheers. 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 Cheers, sweeties, that's been a great talk. I love when you can mix business with pleasure, you know, talk about brand strategy and design and have a great drink. Of course, you should drink responsibly. But with that being said, I believe that a drink can be a great accelerator for creative processes, especially if you're not regularly working in the realm of associative flow and ideation. So when I'm doing workshops or creative coachings, I find a glass of wine or champagne helps people to loosen up and get into the creative zone. What do you think? Do you have similar experiences or do you always create sober? Let me know in the comments or drop me a line. Next Wednesday, I'll be talking to Matt Smith, who is a speaker, an entertainer, event host and founder of the media company The Lunicorn. We will dive into the world of startups and entrepreneurship and explore why brands need to be entertainers for their audiences today. That's it for this week. Take care, people, and have a sweet week. This podcast is produced by Sweet Spot Studio. New episodes each week wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, leave a rating and subscribe to never miss an episode. Find out more at sweetspot studio.com.